Hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Um, today we're going to talk about the iconic Monte Carlo Rally and the start of the World Rally Championship season, which, which got going last weekend in the south uh, of France. And we were treated to an exceptional battle um, to kick off the WRC season. This year in WRC, it's an all-new look um, compared to previous years. Uh, quite a lot of movement uh, in the driver market. Many drivers going to take on new drives in new cars and new teams. So it's all change uh, in the World Rally Championship. And all of this big change uh, was kicked off by two, um, two major movements uh, in the driver market. One of which was uh, Sebastian Ogier saying that he was leaving Citroen and then Citroen dropping out of the sport altogether. And also the shock announcement, probably even more surprising, of Oit Tanak leaving his championship winning Toyota team and car to move to rival Hyundai. And that was something that very, very few people uh, expected in the paddock. And that just caused absolute havoc uh, in the service park, of course, with two Two less seats available, um, with Citroen leaving the championship, it made uh, basically so many different drivers trying to fight for a very small number uh, of seats. And once all the once the music had stopped and everyone had sat down, this was the lineup that was left. So with Toyota, uh, they they are fielding three cars uh, this year as they have done in previous years, with the um, the maestro Sebastian Ogier, six-time world champion. He's coming into into the team. You know, he keeps referring it to it as you know the championship winning car of last year. Uh, and bearing in mind, Sebastian Ogier has announced that this will be his last WRC season. We'll need to see if he keeps to that. Um, if if he enjoys himself at Toyota, but for now, that's where that's where we are now. Sebastian Ogier has won the last six Monte Carlo rallies in a row in three different cars, in the Volkswagen Polo, uh, in the Ford Fiesta, and in the Citroen C3 WRC as well. So very, very uh, experienced and very, very successful in the mountains uh, around Monte Carlo. At the request of Sebastian Ogier, Elvin Evans has made the jump over from his uh, his beloved M Sport team, uh, a team he's been with for most of his professional rallying career, uh, and uh, moved over to uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing as well. And this is going to be a fantastic year, I think, for Elvin Evans with such a quick car and a well-funded team behind him. Completing that uh, the Toyota lineup uh, is the young a uh, young Finn, the Finnish teenager Kali Rovan Perra, um, who's been the 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 real teenage sensation in world rallying up to now, winning last year's WRC Two Pro uh, Championship in uh, a Skoda Fabia R5, and he's he's tipped to be the next big thing uh, in world rallying. M Sport, um, br br which is absolutely brilliant news that uh, M Sport Ford will be back in the championship this year. Um, Malcolm Wilson's independent team run out of Cockermouth uh, in, in Dovenby Hall uh, in in the north of England. Um, they they are coming back with two, uh, sorry, with three Ford Fiesta WRCs with Esapeka Lappi, Temo Sunanen, 
and Gus Greensmith as well. Now, Esa Pekalapi, a refugee of the failed Citroen project, so when Citroen pulled out of the sport, even though Esa Pekalapi had a contract, um, he was left without a drive for the 2020 season. And he was the man who's been able to get himself into that coveted uh, M Sport seat, which was definitely, he was not the only guy under consideration for that seat. So he's, uh, I, I get the impression from watching the coverage from the weekend that he is feeling very grateful and lucky to be in such a good position and ready to get back out on the stages and fight again. <clears throat> Hyundai will be doing a similar uh, strategy to what they've done in the last couple of years. So um, the two full-time drivers will be Thierry Neuville and Oit Tanak. And then the third car will be rotated around a number of drivers. So we saw Sebastian Loeb uh, in the third car at Monte Carlo. Um, and I believe we're going to see um, we're going to see Craig Breen uh, in the car in that third car uh, in Sweden as well. And then also um Danny Sordo will rotate in that car as well. So there could we could see a few different drivers in that third car. And the reason why they have that third car is to make sure that they've always got a specialist in a certain event to make sure they can score the maximum number of championship points to win the, the very crucial Manufacturer's World title, which the Hyundai did so in 2019 and have been marketing that fact very publicly um, since they won that Manufacturer's title. So what did we see uh, at Monte Carlo? Well, we saw a little bit of history being made because Thierry Neuville uh, and his co-driver Nicolas Julesol were the first ever Belgians to win the Monte Carlo Rally for nearly a hundred years. Now, this was also Thierry Neuville's first win at Monte Carlo after many, many years of trying and the first time ever that Hyundai have won the Monte Carlo Rally. And team boss of Hyundai, Andrea Adamo, who's really brought the team um, up to the very top of the sport. For him to win Monte Carlo, you could clearly see how much it meant to the um, enthusiastic uh, Italian. Now, if you haven't seen the coverage uh, of the Monte Carlo Rally over the weekend, you can do so uh, on the wonderful WRC All Live service, which is a subscription-based service and worth every penny. You can watch every single stage live and go back and watch each stage after it's happened as well via the WRC Plus app. Um, I also believe that in the United Kingdom, highlights will be shown on ITV4 throughout the season as well, so you can watch it on that. However, if you haven't seen any of the coverage, if you've got, if you've not been living under a rock and you use social media, you probably will have seen um, the reigning world champion Oit Tanak's crash. I've, I don't think I've ever seen such a dramatic accident uh, in in a rally car, and both both driver and co-driver were able to walk away. They were held in in hospital overnight, um, but were cleared the next day. And I just think it's we should celebrate um, how just how incredible the safety is in world rallying. Of course, rallying is an incredibly, uh, in, in theory, is an incredibly dangerous sport because you're, you're on narrow narrow roads, high, high speed, and with no margin for error, no armco barrier, nothing. If you, know, if you come off the road, you can be hitting a tree or a wall or all sorts. And in the case of Tanak's crash, um, he tum basically tumbled down the side of a mountain. The car completely destroyed but the safety cell built into the car, protecting both uh, him and his, his co-driver, uh, Martin. 
Also, it's you should, the one thing that should never be, um, never ever be underestimated is the benefit of a hands safety device. So the hands device is, if you ever see pictures of drivers and they've got this sort of brace that goes over their shoulders, that's a hands device and it clips onto the side of the, the helmet. The theory with the hands device is, is that in, the, in an impact is to basically keep the chest of the driver and the head of the driver and the neck all in one sort of constant state because when they were developing the hands uh, device, they developed the hands device to avoid um, injury or death from um, something called basilar skull fracture, which is basically when um, the brain inside the skull um, it, it basically jolts and, and, and is damaged and, and can sometimes um, be, be fatal. So that was where the, why the, the hands device uh, was developed uh, and, and became compulsory in many series from the early 2000s after a couple of a couple of deaths in the sport and now the hands device is just a, a blanket safety it's it's as common as, as as wearing a helmet in in motorsport now and that's a that is a fantastic thing because undoubtedly with the speed of the impact and the compressions involved in Oitanax accident undoubtedly that hands device will have saved his and his co-driver Martin Yarviova's life so um you know just incredible to see how safe our sport is now bearing in mind that we're, we're currently competing with the fastest world rally cars ever made as well that's worth bearing in mind as well so good to see out Tanak uh, walk away safely but are not the best of starts at all um for his championships hopes with his key rivals um, Sebastian Ogier and Thierry Neuville both uh, on on the podium, of course. I want to talk about Elvin Evans because I think he he really um, he's shown at Monte Carlo straight away of what kind of season we can expect from Elvin Evans. He looks he really looks like he means business this year. He looks comfortable uh, in that Toyota. He looks ready to go, and he just his body language and his demeanour definitely says to me that he he believes firmly that he has the car underneath him he has the pace in himself to actually challenge for rally wins regularly and possibly even for the world championship as well he had an excellent monte carlo rally four stage wins um and and led the rally for decent periods of time and ended up finishing third and um, only 14 seconds back from the overall leader thierry Neuville. now in a rally like monte carlo where such such vast amounts of time can be won and lost depending on what tire choice you make that is really not a big margin at all that could have been one difference in tire choice and that could have gone either way so he's right on the pace and right behind um his his much more experienced teammate Sebastian Ogier now Sebastian Ogier making he's now uh, in his third different car in 3 years um so um, having spent two years uh, at M Sport Ford after his tenure at Volkswagen, he then spent a year uh, last year uh, at Citroen and now into the Toyota. Now, as we know, the Toyota has been a very, very fast car, but has been slightly fragile at certain points over the last couple of years and arguably lost Oitanak, the World Championship, in 2018 through many mechanical failures. So that is the only question mark that may be surrounding the Toyota. But with all three of their cars coming in in the top five, um, hopefully uh, that, that means that they've put that 
um, to rest. Now, Sebastian Ogier, um, he's, he's now ra- ra- he's basically racing for Tommy Mackinnon, who runs the Toyota Gazoo Racing Team. And apparently, Tommy Mackinnon was his hero when he was younger, when he used to stand on the side of the stages in Gap, where he's from, uh, which is right in the middle of the route for the Monte Carlo Rally as well. And on the very first stage of the season at Monte Carlo, always a really exciting stage to watch, Sebastian Ogier in his brand new car won that very first stage as well. He looks very relaxed, uh, the Frenchman. He looks content and Compared to last year when he looked he looked stressed. A lot of the time you looked at the end of the stage end interviews and I always find the stage end interviews are so revealing because the drivers don't have time to to gather their thoughts. They've 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 just come out of the stage, they're probably only thirty seconds from finishing the stage and they've got a microphone and a camera pointed at them and, and they don't have time to, to, to adjust. But so you get a very good look into what the drivers are feeling, um, what they're experiencing, what their emotions are like. And last year, a lot of the stage ends with, in the Citroen, he looked stressed and he looked like he was having to manhandle the car and try to make it do things that it wasn't capable of doing. At uh, Monte Carlo uh, in, in the Toyota, um, Sebastian Ogier looks a lot more relaxed. Uh, he looks content. Um, it could be that he's very, very comfortable at, He's more comfortable than his rivals at Monte Carlo, but I think he he definitely looks comfortable in that car as well. He did mention in his uh, stage end interviews that you know he feels like he can still extract more pace from the car, which is quite ominous for his rivals because he was pretty quick all weekend. But um, I think we're going to see more of what we can expect from Sebastian Ogier uh, in Sweden and uh, as we head into the main part of the season uh, as well when we get on to gravel. Now, speaking of the other uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Loeb, uh, the nine-time world champion who's doing uh, a part programme again with Hyundai this year, running a select rounds uh, of his speciality throughout the season. And of course, Monte Carlo is very much one of those rallies. It's one of the finest rallies uh, that, that Sebastian Loeb conquered during his uh, during his career. But Sebastian Loeb was very much off the pace all weekend, struggling a little bit with a lack of seat time, um, off the pace, got stuck in a ditch on Sunday and ended up finishing sixth um, as well. That being said, brought the brought the car home, um, and that's what I mean to ensure that Hyundai will go into the next round of the championship as leaders of the manufacturers world championship. So Sebastian Loeb doing his bit bringing the car home and and putting in some uh, putting in some good points but um probably he he will be disappointed with his lack of 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 overall pace throughout the weekend now the the young Finn Cali Rovenpera and bearing in mind his first ever rally uh, in a WRC car he's had plenty of experience in WRC2 in the R5 car but it's quite a step up and the gap between the current R5 car in WRC 2 um, to the current WRC um, um, Premier Class car is massive, about 100 horsepower more uh, in the um, in the, the World Rally car, but also the big thing is the aerodynamics, incredible aerodynamics in the new, well, or the latest spec of, of World Rally car, and getting used to that will be will be a big adjustment, but Kat, you wouldn't believe it. Cali Rovenpera, um, he was he was straight in and he looked really comfortable at the wheel of that uh, um, Toyota Yaris uh, WRC. A fine debut, bringing the car home in fifth. 
Now, to have your debut at Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo has got to be one of the most tricky, challenging rallies, which de it demands patience. You can't overstep the mark because it will bite you hard. And we saw a lot of drivers getting making mistakes because the, the, the grip is changing all the time. The drivers always have to have this laser scan of the road in front of them to guess the grip and being able to, to anticipate the grip um, in front of them to be able to get the best amount of time out of the out of the car but to finish in the top five bringing the car home safely uh in his first ever wrc round i think cali rovenpera has confirmed exactly why he got that drive and why he is a real star for the future you must consider that he finished ahead of sebastian loeb a nine-time world champion arguably the best best rally driver who has ever lived and who is a Monte Carlo expert and he beat him in his first ever rally. I think that is quite an achievement indeed. Now let's talk about Thierry Neuville, our rally winner. Now Thierry Neuville has got a big ace card up his sleeve this year because he has been with the Hyundai team since 2014. So he has so much continuity. He knows the team inside out. It's his team that's built around him. With Tanak coming in, that might be that might change. But actually with Tanak going off on the first day, Neuville would have been able to relax and uh, and enjoy um his team <laughs> for the for the rest uh, of of the weekend. And he delivered with a fantastic rally win and winning the stage uh, the, the the rally finishing power stage so the final stage of any world rally event actually offers up bonus points so the winner of a rally overall will get 25 points but the power stage offers five points for the fastest driver within that stage and going fourth for second third uh, three points for third uh two points for fourth and one point for fifth so those bonus points when we get to the end of the year, they are so, so important. And across the season, it can be a couple of rally wins worth winning all of the power stages. So it's the power stages are absolutely crucial now and add a really, really exciting element to a rally. So even if the overall result of the rally looks like it's, um, it's confirmed, there's always the power stage points. And what can also throw a little bit of a spanner in the works is if you get cars that have mechanical issues or a crash early on in the rally, they can come back into the rally under what's called Rally 2 uh, rules and they, um, they can't score the overall points. They're way down the order by that point, but they can score points in the power stage. So they can basically cruise around for the whole of the final day and keep their tyres in great condition to go for the big points in the power stage. So that, that adds an extra exciting element uh, as well. Finally, um, we'll talk about Esa Pekalapi. Now, Esa Pekalapi's had a, he had a tough year uh, at Citroen last year, uh, and as as after promising so much, winning, uh, I think it was his only his fourth ever WRC rally at his home round in Finland uh, in the Toyota Yaris WRC. Uh, he's, he's struggled um, he's struggled ever since um, and uh, often uh, is quite despondent uh, at stage end uh, as as well but he looks like an all new Esopekalapi this year I have to say in the M Sport team I think um, driving for somebody like Ma uh, Malcolm Wilson who really look after Esopekalapi put an arm around his shoulder and extract the very best of his ability he he was very vocal about how much he is enjoying his new car. He's ready to go. And who knows, you know, that M Sport Fiesta has always been a really, really good rally car. It's been very, very good since the new rules came in. So he, he, he let's watch out um, for 
um, for for him. Um, came in in a very solid fourth position uh, at the Monte Carlo, and who knows? We'll see if he can win some rallies this year. So it was a really exciting start to the the World Rally Championship season uh, in Monte Carlo, and the next round is in Sweden in about three weeks' time. And Sweden is actually one of the, although it's on snow, is one of the fastest rallies in the championship, and really really exciting uh, to watch. And we'll maybe start to get a little bit more of an idea of what kind of pace that people have. The Monte Carlo is a very unique event; it's an iconic event, but very difficult to determine the the overall pace of each car and driver. So we're going to start to see more as we go uh, into uh, Sweden. Thanks very much for, for listening to this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. Here on the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast, we cover all sorts of, of motorsports. We talk about WRC, the World Rally Championship. We talk about sports car racing. We talk about uh, motorbike racing, all sorts of things like that. So uh, if you want to look back at some of our episodes and some of the interviews that we've had with a lot of leading drivers in motorsport, you can do um, on uh, my website, which is the Peter Mackay motorsport oh, sorry i'll start again www.petermckaymotorsport.com forward slash podcast and that has an entire bank uh, of episodes there or via whichever podcast provider you prefer uh, you can go on there and you can subscribe to the show and it, you can look at all the old episodes and it, you'll get a nice handy notification when a new episode comes out as well if you'd like to get in touch with me on the show, you can do. You can also do that through the website. There's a, a little uh, contact us um, uh, uh, thing in, in there as well, which is PeterMackayMotorsport.com also. So thank you very much again for listening to this episode, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.